God. Look at all these faces. Oh. Are you talking about yeah. are you talking about the participants in the Zoom call or or <laughs> numerous other faces that you I'm, see? I've been having hallucinations today as Okay, you know. yeah. So I, but I I still know very little. All I know is that you're on you're on some sort of experimental neurotoxin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking part in my first ever drug trial. It it like it it maybe that's a good one. I I've always wanted to ask you what's on your, your bucket list. Like things to do before you die. Like Well, participate shit, not... in a drug trial for sure. That's on mine. And <laughs> that's on everyone's bucket list. Everybody knows about that one. Yeah, Steve Danes. That's universal. Yeah. Did he do that? Yeah. Dude, he was uh he was in the COVID vaccine Viagra. trials. Was he really? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> so he got some of that good, good vaccine before anyone else did. I hope he you probably got, got the Sputnik one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's kind of the one I want. Honestly. That's a hundred percent the one I want. I'm if I I'm tempted to go back on the Silk Road or whatever, you know, unearth my Bitcoin account and uh, see if I can buy some like black market Sputnik vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> You don't need to keep that one on ice. I bet that one keeps for days. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know it does. Probably ages better. <laughs> it gets, more it gets stronger with age. It's like wine. It ages up. Yeah. Like in, like in 20 years, like if you're really going after like a, a solid drug, you're going to try and procure some like old Sputnik. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People will like, yeah, be cracking open old cases of Sputnik to like have crazy hallucinations. Yeah, like, yeah. Like uh like like, quaaludes. Like yeah. Quaaludes, yeah. yeah, they'll be exactly. yeah. It'll be like the uh the fucking uh life water from Dune from the fucking yeah. worms. Yeah. <laughs> you'll take the Sputnik the vaccine spice. in twenty five years and you'll start to see time non linearly. Oh yeah. Like a fucking haze. I'm on board for that. I'll just probably buy up, probably buy up some supply right now. It's probably the move to make. Yeah. Invest in the long game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's our big <laughs> prediction: is that the Sputnik vaccine is gonna be the best <laughs> one in the long run. <laughs> our vaccine, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Johnson and Johnson isn't impressing me. Yeah, the time has kind of run out on this. But one thing that I kind of thought would have been funny. That I was thinking about a few months ago is if uh, Purdue Pharma, like the people who came up with Oxycontin, were like the only people who managed to come up with a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody they, just had to fucking yeah give them their money. That, thank God that didn't happen. But for some reason, I was obsessed with that idea a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> were they trying to make one? I don't think so. I think they don't do anything other than... Uh, settle lawsuits anymore but i'm right. not yeah sure. I, I don't even think they're really in business much other than i think they still hawk oxycontin don't they yeah <laughs> you gotta you gotta gotta fill those scripts <laughs> gotta fill gotta those make scripts. A buck. gotta make a buck you're exactly right okay so crow what what was this drug though that you got Oh, it's like a, they're testing some like shot that um, 
It's supposed to help prevent an allergic reaction to uh, a birch tree pollen. Oh, uh, right, right. Yeah, so it's not as fun as a vaccine, but it is weird. And uh, um, I had to get like my first allergy test in my life, which was kind of a fucked up feeling. And I was like half contemplating before going into this. This was kind of just like uh, a side hustle, if you will, because they pay you. But I was thinking about going in baked for my first session uh, <laughs> and at the very last second decided not to, which thank God, because like an allergy test is a pretty uncomfortable thing to go through. Yeah, you would have been really stressed out. Yeah, yeah. And, and doing one on one with any sort of like medical professional is always uncomfortable. Um, it, it's just so intense, you know, and so mm -hmm. confrontational, like when they're inside of you. Okay. <laughs> stuff like that yeah so when you're in going into the vet yeah and they're like got their gloved finger up your cloaca and such mm -hmm. yeah, yeah looking around for whatever they want for the worms and yeah for the worms other parasites that the call maggots. that place home yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah you know there's some foul shit underneath my plumages <laughs> you know that yeah yeah but uh yeah you know giving a shot it's just uh, it's not intermuscular it just sits on top of the skin and forms a blob until it dissipates it's like a little more viscous than water precipitous so it's like a, a pustule yeah exactly like a, a boil like that kid in fairly odd, or yeah fairly odd parent says you know that little that big ass red boil does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. What's that the, kid's name? I don't know. I think they just call him Boyle. Timmy? Yeah, no. Timmy Turner? Yeah. But yeah. I so, feel like with, um, sorry, Connor, to interrupt you, but I feel, Eric and John, with your guys' setup, I really feel like I'm on like a shock jock radio. <laughs> like, I, I'm, you know, Crow is, is talking about this medical trial that he's in. I really feel like I'm on like Stern or something. You know? Yeah, you're my Artie Lang. Yeah. We need someone in the booth adding like fart noises over the top of Yes, <laughs> that is honestly a goal of mine to get a soundboard going for the show. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's just kind of labor intensive yeah. well speaking of shock jack radio connor show patrick your toy oh yeah maybe i haven't shown it to him um do you see that guy little that pat that's yeah. the messiah <laughs> <laughs> the reveal chris showing off his uh jesus butt plug that very proud got. of it it looks pretty clean yeah, it's on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's purely uh, for decoration. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could say that. that. <laughs> you could say, <laughs> say the second part for sure. Uh, yeah. It when is you use it, when you use decoration. it, decoration. When you use it, you have to keep it in for three days. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, Hey, what up, what up, listener? Welcome to Hostile Vibes from Wholesome Places.
This is Hostile Vibes from Wholesome Places with Hooks and Crow, the Hooks and Crow show. Uh, these dulcet tones coming through the mic for uh, what makes a, a half century of times uh, is uh, Hooks, your humble host, joined as always uh, with my very own, by my very own, uh, trained talking crow host. <laughs> yes did the, did the cause come through yeah you must have some sort of like clipping protection because when you really ascend to your peak decibels for some reason it always you know like a clip protector comes in and cut, undercuts you a little bit but we did we did hear most of it yeah 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 i yeah i assigned clipping protection why did you do that <laughs> well i i don't want it to come in too shrill you know you i i've definitely done it before i've done it in like larger crowds of people that aren't ready for it and there's definitely diminishing returns the louder you go sure uh, but also <laughs> also crow you're you know you did you know just as kind of a, an instance of canon meet your current crow mate by directly squawking right in her face that's true that and attracting true. her with it yeah yeah i've been watching a lot of our planet and it, uh it's striking the similarities between what the birds of paradise do and what uh, I have done to secure my latest <laughs> nest mate. Right, that's yeah. very yeah. You you do a lot of peacocking, as we've discussed on the show before. Absolutely, it's very revealing. <laughs> You've got a lot of plumage. Yes, but uh, yeah, um, I'm glad that those came through. I got a uh, I got old bones out for the occasion. He, that's uh, right, you diddled that bone man yeah yeah it's funny you can do whatever you want with them like it, it, that's it, right that's right and no one's watching you can just do whatever well, you want there's actually a number of people watching right uh, now yeah that's true who's here <laughs> well let's run let's run the gamut first i guess here in physical reality with me uh part of the pod a uh, friend of the show one and a half of the Shrexperts. Uh, we've got Enrique with us here today. What's going on? I think this is the first time I've done this in person. That's right. This is great. That's right. That's right. The shock jock co-host in the studio today. I'm, I'm your douche to your crazy Ira. Yeah, that's right. You're the douche uh, for sure. Uh, we've also got two more dulcet tones that you've heard already. Uh, but we'll run through them. We've got uh, the East Coast gang uh, from uh, the nation's uh, political capital. Uh, we've got uh, one part of the Hooks Hydra, Brother Pat. Welcome. Welcome back. Oh, we missed that. We didn't hear that. Oh, he's muted, you dirty bastard. <laughs> Sorry. I was, uh, you know, trying to limit the sounds of curry eating and i forgot <laughs> that i was muted but sure hello, hello that's what all. they call it these days so, yeah <laughs> hey pat how Welcome are you guys back. doing we're well we're excellent how are things in joe biden's america 
much the same, uh, at least for me, as they were in, uh, you know, in Donnie T's America. I mean, I actually got mon- more money from, from Trump than I've gotten from Joe Biden. So you're goddamn right about that so far. Um, <laughs> you're goddamn right about that. Uh, also joining us from the America's cultural capital. New York City, uh, friend of the show, guest on the 30th episode, back now on the 50th, uh, only shows up for the big occasions, Mr. Big Time, <laughs> Mr. Offer Only, uh, <laughs> Mr. Uh, no, uh, yeah, Mr. No Small Episodes, we've got uh, Shawnee Boy, welcome back. Thank you, that's right, only the specials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't even wake me up unless it's a numeral of 10, he says. <laughs> Famously. Hey, Sean, Sean you're, uh, you look delicious these days, my man. It's good to see you. Thank you. It's been too long. <laughs> you too. Eric, it's been too long. It has been far too my long. Oh, God. Yeah, it's nice to see all these delicious faces. Are you hungry? Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't eaten much today. I had one uh, falafel, and that's about it. That's all do, she wrote. Do you? It kind of seems like you have a hankering for the man flesh. Yeah, yeah. And well, as time goes on, you know, this this pandemic has one has shown me one thing, and that's um, that I could eat my own flesh if i desired there have been times when i've been so stressed out by like the pandemic outside and you know money situation what's going to happen politically in the next four years blah 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 that i've like bitten down hard onto my own arm and tasted flesh and and kind of liked it there was a saltiness to it like a green because that's kind of the crucial stepping stone into being all the all consumed by the hunger for the man flesh is after mm. you just do get that first taste yeah then nothing else can ever really live up to it and so you're kind of driven mad progressively by the craving yeah and it and it may not until even you have be- to until you have to eat you, you have to eat somebody yeah and well and i mean i'm at that point now where i'm going back and forth I'm having like this kind of crisis in the transition of mm, like, mm. I don't know if it, if I could eat another person or if I'm just incredibly turned on by the idea of self cannibalizing. You're like the wolf man mid transition <laughs> or as we like to call it, Arnie hammer. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say, who is the guy who was like fantasizing about eating women? Yeah, that's Arnie. Is our is it Arnie or Army? It's Army. Army Hammer. Yeah. Uh that fucking crazy guy. <laughs> Who fucking would have called that one? Jesus. Um, what I wouldn't give to be a fly on that wall. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Or like a follower to his uh private fake Instagram account. Where he was posting all that, that crazy shit about smoking DMT and stuff and like he made one post about him hitting a vape and saying that it had DMT in it. And he was doing it because he had to take drug tests in order to get to visit his kids 
with his ex-wife and DMT didn't show up in the piss test. <laughs> I was like, what a fucking crazy point in your life to be at and like post a sick braggadocious Instagram post about. Uh, uh, and like being at the point of like i don't care what i'm high on all the time as long as i'm high like you know <laughs> like holy shit, i'm gonna smoke dmt day in day out that kind of reminds me of hunter biden honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 maybe not quite as funny because it's a little too <laughs> eyes wide shut for my taste yeah and hunter biden is like a little bit more trashy yeah and just a really stupid like he's just yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i love i love a good hunter Biden meme he's more of a fail son than like a creepy like you know yeah baking soda air who's like trying to eat people you know that's a little <laughs> like hannibal lectory you know yeah 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 you're right you're right about that you're right about that yeah, uh, what a what a what an interesting turn, 2021 has taken us all on already. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I was thinking about crocodile recently. I don't know. If oh you know, yeah, that whole <laughs> oh fucking God. thing. Like I forgot I, about that. I had an early prediction, like when this whole um, I can't remember who I told this to. Maybe I was just speaking to, I I don't a wall, but. I was like, I swear to God, there's going to be a resurgence of like crocodile cases or something in 2021. And it has yet to come to fruition. But I was I was fairly certain that shit was going to like sweep the world. At some me point. too. Me too. It definitely looked like it was uh, bubbling up in some. In some what was like, in it again? It was made, people would make it out of like kerosene, I think. Right, right. Or yeah, some shit like some that. It was like gas and pills and. It was like yeah. gas you'd, and codeine. You boil yeah. it together. It was, yeah, juice. it was like gas, gasoline and codeine. Or I don't really remember. Like that. But I remember. It was just like, like a, and they would like fucking shoot it up like heroin. I don't know why we're talking about this. I you just, brought like, it up. I got really into it and I like posted it around like showing people like check out the, the like the Vice video on it or something like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's I remember of, that. I watched it's sort that. Of like a, it was sort of like my own personal Coney 2012. That's funny that you mentioned that. That's funny that you mentioned that because you had multiple kind of personal Coney 2012s over the, I, over the I, high school I, years. You kind of had a number of crusades that you went on. Yeah, you could say that. You yeah. could say that. But yeah, I, I don't you know. were making a documentary at one point. <laughs> you were like, you were wearing a trench coat every you were time wearing I saw a you. Coat. Like a year and a half as like a statement. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I don't was really remember the details of this. Yeah, persona like, non grata at the high school. You motherfuckers! Yeah. I was feeling myself. I was. What were you gonna say, Pat? I was gonna say I don't remember the details of it, but I remember that period of time where it's like. You you weren't at Hell Not High anymore, but you would just show up every once in a while. Yeah. And you always had this like skittish look because after you showed up, always like within five to ten minutes, the assistant principals would like come lumbering after you, like looking around and be like, Have you guys seen Connor in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would I was like, like, what did this guy do? They were like attuned to your presence. Yeah. They could like sniff you out in the air or something, yeah, and they would be like, He's here. And they would go searching you out. 
they despised me, man. They really despised me. One teacher in particular I knew. Yeah, your enemy uh, number one, public yeah. enemy number one. Dude, she was out for blood when she heard I was within the campus. <laughs> and and fucking, um, I don't even know. Uh, should I say his name or, or are you trying to fuck around with bleeps this time, Jay? I don't care. Dude, Willie fucking schlep too. That <laughs> motherfucker, like... He felt he was sort of like the the rounder upper of the whole fucking school. When whenever like Upham would come and find me, she would take me to Boss Man Willie Schlepp or whatever, <laughs> who you know had just enough IQ points to breathe, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that and was only so- through his mouth, not through his nose. <laughs> it was so weird because I felt like I hadn't done anything uh, directly wrong to them, you know, but. Uh, mm-hmm. There was definitely uh, some sort of beef they had with your boy. I think they needed an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> you were they, an easy target. Yeah, they were trying to like rally public opinion <laughs> yeah. against you <laughs> and to distract from their own, you know, you because you, you'd put them in a, in a difficult position, you know, you'd threaten to kind of blow the whole lid <laughs> on the. Uh, uh, I'm not quite sure what exactly, but on on their incompetence, sort of in a roundabout way, with your documentary, you were, you know, kind of always, you were always there asking, you know, from an administrative point of view, the wrong question. Right. Yeah, I had dirt, boy. You know, I had dirt. Yeah. You were like, sort of, yeah, you were like Snowden. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a lot like to get rid of you. Yeah. You're a lot like Assange, actually. an agent of chaos yeah that's what you remind me more of wait so here's something did you got have you guys seen that like julian assange is dating pamela anderson or something what is that real yeah i don't i don't know anything about that but that's pretty cool (laughs) and she like posts all of this shit on instagram where it's like a picture of her and him and it's so fucking weird she's like taller than him and he looks so weird and she posts all these like fucking like gandhi quotes and shit it's crazy where is she dating him from like the peruvian embassy or something like that <laughs> i think he got out oh. <laughs> yeah where, where I is he, he was on trial maybe he i don't know i can't is, keep is up he, i thought it was in i thought it was in ecuador that was a while back he was in an ecuadorian embassy in somewhere. london yeah and oh he yeah, was on Didn't trial they, like, recently. Yeah. yeah, wasn't he on trial for like sexual assault or something like that? Well, yeah. the sexual assault charge uh what was different. That was in like some Scandinavian country, I think. And that got like the charge got dropped. I don't remember when. But he was on trial, I think, in England for something else. But I don't I don't know. And in, in England, know. there are also news reports of I mean they had like a lot of complaints, but among them were he just like wasn't a good house guest <laughs> and he was like he was like sloppy they were like we really just don't want him here anymore we don't we don't have that much space and he's not pleasant to have here <laughs> it's like we'd like to get rid of him that's funny. i love that's how you win the, tr- the trial of public opinion in in london is talking about how he's not a good house guest and everyone's like well yeah. he's gotta go <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's like oh god like i've been there feel bad. <laughs> yeah. it's the only relatable thing about that situation <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ 
Yeah, I, I had no idea that he had been accused of sexual assault. I don't want to be compared to that fucker. Jesus. <laughs> he has terrible hair compared to mine. How can you even say that? Jack? I mean, I was just making a kind I'm of just kind of roasting you a little bit, you know? Yeah, I'd prefer, compare me to fucking goddamn Willie Schlepp before Julian Assange. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but anyways, Crow, as we've discussed a little bit, uh, this is the, the 50th episode of Hostile Vibes. Yeah. A milestone. A half century. <laughs> what do you think about that? Speak on that, Crow. It's, uh, someone was asking me about it today and it was like kind of hard to put into words, but, um, <laughs> it's weird, uh, getting to this point and like having had done po- podcasts with like the, three of you that are that are joining us this time um it's cool looking back and and seeing the the com- camaraderie that has maintained throughout this whole span and throughout like the pandemic yeah um, there's been a, a thread of friendship that has like lasted between us over this that uh i find really endearing and i don't know makes me happy to be here man 50 yeah guys- fucking episodes yeah it's crazy i never thought we would get that far but it's been a great pandemic uh hobby to have to just like force us to semi-regularly hit each other up and like hit other people up and force them to come on the show and uh you know stay in touch and like have uh you know any number of people hit us up uh, that they're like listening and and uh, like tuning into the show. I you know one of the best thing about podcasts in a lot of ways is it's you can a good one is just like hanging out with friends where you don't have to participate. And in this show listenership is basically people that we are currently or have been friends with <laughs> over the years. But they you know I think the best feedback I've gotten of the show is just that that is like extra for you know that factor is extra for them on this show because it is just like you know hanging out with the gang but without having to participate or anything um which turns out to have been a very handy thing to put out into the world over the the last year of you know distance and and sadness and stuff so it's been a hoot what else yeah. can you say? Yeah, we've learned some things. You know? <laughs> we've, uh, yeah, we've learned things. We've had to make public apologies. We've, <laughs> we've uh, ventured to the like darker regions of our souls, I think. That's right. Point. We've we've attempted accents and impressions that yeah. were ill-advised, but you know, got some laughs. I feel like I know myself better. Mm. Uh, at mm. this at this 50th point uh wow. then I, I knew myself uh doing dirty bubble doppelganger or the lost john schnatter episode <laughs> Which, maybe that's an idea maybe some point in the future we can all get together and talk about papa john schnatter former papa john schnatter you want to do a a lost and found yeah 
Papa John Janata episode. It's it, it, I feel like we could do a where where are they now type episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can one be a former Papa John? Or is that a title for life? Mm. I think it's a title for life because I think he still goes by it professionally. Yeah. <laughs> I like, think you can be a disgraced Papa John. You know, he's not a mister or anything. He's pa- his, his uh, preferred suffix is Papa. My my friends and clients call me Papa John. Papa John. Yeah. That's Papa John to you or Papa Schnatter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely feel like there's been a, a reckoning with the darker parts of myself uh and papa john did promise that the reckoning was coming he did yeah he did yeah and it's... he famously promised that and it was true mm-hmm. didn't he it also say safe. he was gonna eat like 50 pizzas he said i uh, i i ate 40 pizzas in 40 days <laughs> <laughs> and he was visibly damp <laughs> at the time that he said it it's a really it's really great stuff he, he was not doing well you could tell the sodium had had really set in that day yeah um. <laughs> he'd eaten too much butter and oil it was it was skin was he oversaturated need- he needed milk duds yes sir exactly you know the balance he needed a fistful <laughs> of milk duds to yep. dry himself out a little bit yes sir yes yeah. sir you're exactly right <laughs> I wish I had some, man. Um, but, dude, I I wanted to say just a, a quick thank you to Jay for always having me and doing this with me. It's I, you know, there have been scheduling conflicts and sometimes the vibe just wasn't right. And uh, I appreciate all the work that you've put into this uh, up until this point. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a fun ride. Yeah, it's a labor of love, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. You know, make I, it easy. What am I looking at here? So, yeah. So we've got we uh, we did put out the bad signal a little bit last week. We've got uh, the hostile vibes voicemail line is up and running now. Uh, for the listener, that that number is four zero six two eight two one four one two, if you will. Um, and we did get a few calls into the show we also got a bunch of text messages from like the albany parking commission oh look at that papa john's look at that papa (laughs) john's new epic stuffed crust pizza papa john schnatter is listening i think that's what we have to assume we did get a text from him (laughs) speak of the fucking devil um let's see if uh if we can hear this this is the first we got a, a few messages from the same person here's the here's the first one Okay, nothing there, I don't think. Okay, let's try this one. Can you guys hear that? I just want to say, um, <laughs> two things here. Okay? Yes. Um, one is, you guys suck. Um, <laughs> it's big. Two is, uh, John, you, um, You, uh, you fuck, but okay, bye. Uh, uh, Okay, so that was the first one. My God. Wow. Um, I feel like he played all his cards. 
you know like what can he possibly say in the second one he did leave another message let's listen to it hey this is actually the more pertinent message that i need you to address um trying to game really is what's going on so uh looking to drop with uh, some nards at some point um <laughs> So, yeah, if I could get a uh, couple nards, a couple pogs in the chat, do a little drop, that'd be uh, cool. I'm just kind of tired of hanging out, just trying to game with my gamers, <laughs> with my nards, with my nut. I'm going to nut my nut plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that was my... to, that was the real meat of the issue. That was, the, as he said, the much more pertinent <laughs> message. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't kidding about that. Um, and then we did get. Well, uh, I, feel one... like, I feel like we should oh, respond real quick. Oh yeah, I mean, I am trying to game. Just yeah, not right I, now. I am also trying to game with my with my nards with my nut clan. Um, so yeah, let's just yeah, just to get that out of the way. But anyways, we got another message. That's right, we do from another uh, another friend of the show here. Here we go. Hey, awesome! <laughs> it's the mystery guest calling. Um, just wanted to say congrats on 50 episodes and I had the brilliant idea that, uh, maybe for your hundredth episode or something or some, honestly, any episode, maybe 60 or 51, um, that you guys should do a hostile vibes power hour. And I'm just, uh, hoping to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. okay. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, Good suggestion from the mystery guest there. Oh god. That we do a, a hostile vibes power hour, which I think we should definitely do for episode sixty when we yeah. get get to that milestone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that idea. A sixty rack. Um we can we could <laughs> each we could each blow through a, a thirty rack, don't you think? Throughout the throughout the episode? We each drink 30 beers. Yeah. I mean, it's a power hour. You drink half a beer every minute. Is that how you do it? Yeah, that's how I do it. That's pretty fucked up. <clears throat> uh, but at any rate, uh, much love to the mystery guest. Uh, I'm down to, yeah, I'm down to get a little frisky on here. Drink some booze. Uh, yeah, because we've never done that before. Well, I'm just saying in a, in a, different way like maybe i'll bear all you know oh <laughs> you're gonna strip for us you're yeah gonna, you're gonna show us a little something yeah well hostile vibes only fans <laughs> an expose of sorts oh yeah. a tell-all yeah a salacious <laughs> yeah tell-all show-all i can i just interject with just a small theory i think that the reason upham didn't like me is because i did kind of like expose myself at that <laughs> high school in a certain sense <laughs> <laughs> and did she catch you no that'll do it i just think that uh, that got out at some point she knew about it but didn't have concrete proof to do anything about <laughs> she it she just exactly. could never prove it yeah, yeah it was her white whale that she was chasing <laughs> <laughs> reasonable doubt <laughs> always my friend yeah um, 
<laughs> just wanted to flick up the raincoat and see. <laughs> Catch you in the but she knew that, that that would rule it all inadmissible. Yeah. But yeah, I dude also with the as a response to the mystery guest, it's imperative that uh we do spy kids to island of lost dreams at some point you think that's an imperative i think yes i think do it you would you not agree uh juni cortez i i just didn't love spy kids one they upped their game in the second one steve buscemi's there you think it's better just don't rule it out yeah i think it's better. all right well i'll think about it um and I also think we should take a little break here. What do you think about that? And then come back in a hot second and, uh, I don't know, figure it out from there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. a good movement though smooth move yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god back home back home my mom keeps smooth move tea <laughs> oh my god i've had smooth move tea that's awesome <laughs> yeah. sometimes you need a little help i just found out that there's a yoga pose that helps you fart yeah. Is it downward dog? No, it's called the wind removing pose. <laughs> like an actual thing. Can you do it? I've been would you, would you demonstrate it? Um well I don't I haven't really f- figured it out. It's like kind of complicated. Oh. But I think what you do is you lay on your back, you stretch your leg out, and then you pull one knee up to your chest and squeeze. <laughs> um and I tell you what, like I have shit myself like doing it it's efficient yeah you actually shit yourself at the studio yep yeah you actually shit your pants yes and then what happened (laughs) what do you do when you shit your pants jay that maybe that's the question i should clean it up first thing i do is get rid of the pants i probably (laughs) ditch them forever the underwear shower yeah no, the first thing you do is you realize it. That's it. <laughs> oh. Okay. See, but we're anyways. playing a game of esoterics here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I've been getting into shit yoga, stuff like that. Yeah. Would you say it's There's been helping more your to movements? It than that? <laughs> yeah, it's been helping. Is there movement. a brown pose? Is that what it's called? <laughs> You know, like the brown note, but it's the brown post. Yeah. How can anyone ever forget the brown note? How can anyone, as soon, if after they learn about the brown note, ever forget about it? That's a good question. I always wondered if, like, what what would happen if you did the Gonsfeld uh, experiment with the the brown note? Like, <laughs> Instead of be... static playing, you were playing. The <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what happened is you you, you yeah, fucking you sitting there with ping pong balls over your eyes and shitting your pants, my friend. 
that's what would be happening if you and the black and the brown note is still only purely theoretical so far no one's invented it yet yeah 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 yeah. which talk about a funny wikipedia thing i think the wikipedia page on the brown note is funny just because it's like is the brown note is a theoretical like musical tone that could you know render your sphincter null and void how long do you think you the brown note has to play for it to reach its maximum effectiveness that's a good question how much we should try it because what we should do is buy like a super bowl ad spot and for like five seconds just play the brown note <laughs> oh my god okay so you get a 30 million dollars well, i think what it would do is everyone's brown note would be a slightly different frequency because it would probably have to be like the frequency that makes your asshole vibrate like the resonant frequency of your you know sphincter muscle and so what you would want to do is have like a a sort of a shifting oh a spectrum cycled through a couple different like a range of yeah so that Mm. anyone you know different wait 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 that so there's a brown note. Could there theoretically be a brown chord? And that yeah. would be what you would play. Well, and it, it would come in on... sort of like, you know, like a church choir or whatever it would be like. <laughs> but I think what Patrick is describing is really more of a brown scale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the brown scale. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like like the residue after it dries from hearing the brown note like lime scale but brown scale uh-huh. <laughs> there's a layer if if you did if we did that pull off that move in 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 tens of thousands of years geologists would find a layer of sediment worldwide called the brown the brown layer. You could brown you could layer. also buy like futures into like uh, cotton or something like that because everyone would need new underwear, like a little cash. Wow, that see that you're thinking smart. You're manipulating the market. Everyone would need new underwear having that. So we'd invest big time in underwear. That's how you get the return on the how, Super Bowl. How ad. do how would one invest most directly in the underwear business? Victoria's Secret. Like Haynes? Yeah, or fruit is, of the but Haynes has probably like got a, you know a conglomerate that owns it. Uh, you know, would that be a publicly traded company? I wonder. Yeah, are you are you thinking about doing this? Is this like your Lex Luthor uh, plan? Well, here's what I was gonna say. I think the brown scale, if if it could be achieved, is is a is a kind of more. You know, I just I don't know if adroit is the right word, but a kind of it's it's. It's much simpler in a way that I really yeah. like. But it's I was going to that it would be. This is like right out of an episode. This is Go like ahead, right John. out of an episode. This is like right out of an episode of like Phineas and Ferb. I feel like. <laughs> I, I feel, just I feel, am I feel very like happy to say that I don't understand that. Right yeah, much. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But it's quite possible <laughs> that the brown scale would be a range of frequencies that you wouldn't be able to hear, and so you could use this as like a sonic weapon a la that fake thing that yeah. supposedly happened like at the Cuban embassy or whatever. The Havana syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's what's going Brown on. Brown syndrome. Yeah. 
So, uh, that's what's going on is that like someone like the CIA or whoever is trying to come up with the brown scale themselves. And yes. anytime they get it wrong, they're just like, oh, it must be Havana syndrome. Here's what I was going to say. <laughs> as like a different, as like a, a, a kind of longer plan instead of the brown scale was play the longer game where we just start, we get into the sort of like home uh, acoustics industry a la thx and develop like this new revolutionary but like um <laughs> totally um what do you what's the what do you call it like when something is uh standardized so we make like a completely a completely standardized new way to like listen to shit in your house you know yeah and, but we embed within that you know a sort of secret back door like in silicon valley with the bridge thing but like where we can once we do get that into you know millions and millions of homes worldwide then whenever we want we can turn that on and play the brown note and have control over you know we're sort of like james cameron or christopher nolan in like the you know when one of their movies is going to be in the theaters and they're really annoyingly are like i've got to make sure your like decibels are right or whatever but we you know make sure that everyone's you know hearing the same brown note at this you know the same acoustic you know reproduction of it and and therefore through those means achieve the most widespread uh, shitting now what happens if this has already been done and the cia has already like hedged against this and it's currently like, come up with like a filter for the brown note hmm. to prevent against like a mass terrorist attack a i mean i don't know attack. yeah <laughs> it was like an experiment in the 70s i, think, they realized I feel like a... it would that's what mk ultra was all about <laughs> <laughs> i don't just know. trying to find ways to stop us from all getting attacked by like some sort of diarrhea gun <laughs> I here's, here's the thing i think that like probably the the the, the main beauty in in using poo as as your means is that like they probably don't give it the time of day they probably are like oh nobody's ever going to make the brown note or you know they don't even think that it's real or possible or achievable you know and so they're they're trying to you know prevent anthrax or you know whatever but like they're not they're not taking into they're just never going to see it coming i think taking into account the tail risk of the brown note yeah yeah (laughs) for sure for sure cost you know of new underwear as the brown note you know it would devastate the economy if it's if it's covid's taught us anything we have to be ready not only new underwear too though depending on where you are in your digestive cycle of the day it could be like new pants too new right pants new yeah. socks maybe yeah potentially new, cha- new shoes new, yeah new chair new yeah. chair well, and yeah, anything, cars, you might like... be, anything you might be liable for if you're like caught oh you know somewhere. what we should invest in is like chains of like car detailers for all the people stuck in traffic 
when they're oh, shitting their pants and who are going to need to like detail their Wait, so basically what we're talking about is essentially like all the insider trading around 9-11 we're just going to do that but instead of plotting 9-11 we're plotting a massive brown note <laughs> in, in, arguably better inarguably yeah. better less cost of human lives way funnier yeah that's yeah, true we Not could so much be it's like the beginning of casino royale yeah the first half of casino I've royale i don't i i remember the beginning of casino royale being daniel craig chasing like a parkour guy i don't remember anything about the brown note <laughs> they were all kidding i was gonna stop making references nice wait are you talking about the original one like the first Sean Daniel Tom Craig me. one. Yeah. 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 Is there a shitting portion of that that I've forgotten? I'm sure he shits at some point. Yeah. Might not be on camera. On screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to assume the character shits at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I like that idea. I'd be down to, to get, I, and you could potentially be helping other people too. Like if, if someone in the area is, it's really constipated. Totally. Then you just get it right out of them. Uh, maybe it like splits their anus open but at least they're like a little bit more you know they're not as impacted uh as it were um, that's so smart you can cause it cause so many some people it might be a relief you know totally. yeah. yeah yeah some people we might catch some people that have been constipated and greater good and greater i think good. people with crohn's disease their life isn't even going to change totally yeah <laughs> Exactly. People who have colostomy bags just look down and it's full and they're just like, oh, well, back to... Yeah. Piracy. They become the most valuable the members of the workforce. Someone <laughs> finally did it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if and when someone actually does mass attack with the brown note, even if I'm shitting my pants in my car like 20 minutes away from home, I'll still be like, damn it, you sons of bitches, I gotta give it to you. They yeah, fucking totally. did it, you legends. Whoever it does end up achieving the brown net, I will think they're a legend. Do you think people will just transition to depends instead of actual underwear? Dude, well, yeah. it's like, are we imagining a world where there's just rampant brown note <laughs> attacks where it's like it, it can strike at any moment after, after somebody does it the first time people you know it's like people are just like it's oh a proof God. of concept yeah there's rolling well, brown, it's, it's, rolling brown notes <laughs> rolling rolling brown outs rolling brown outs. <laughs> but it stands to reason that once once someone did it one time then then what's what's to stop it i mean short of just putting in earplugs that wouldn't even help though, because it's not about it going in your ears. Yeah, it'd, it'd be about it, it vibrating your. Butt you would plugs. need that Jesus so, butt plug to help. Yeah. Plug. <laughs> that's what we have yeah. to invest in. That's what we have to invest in. Plug. That's the solution. Yeah. We also develop it, a prototype for a new time. kind of butt plug. We call it the cork. <laughs> that's just. And if it happens, you. if it happens to have Jesus on it, then it. And you're blessed. Added benefit. <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah, that's just too much power for one person, dude. The brown machine, the diarrhea gun. No one should have this technology. No, but that's, what, what, no, it's, no, no. It's, it's beautiful, like... though, because not, not, it's, it's hard to control. When someone does it, anyone can do it. So it's. Yeah. I was going to say it could be like control. Batman's sonar NSA surveillance technology that he orders Morgan Freeman to destroy after using it once. 
to find the Joker. We'll just we'll develop the technology. We'll just use it once, and then we'll destroy it (laughs) so that no one else can uh, ever, you know, do a devastating brown note attack. That'd be the responsible thing to do. Mm -hmm. Someone should make a video of the the Dark Knight, but Morgan Friedman is like has his thing, and he's instead of instead of like surveilling people, he's playing the brown note, and him like just making the screen. (laughs) watching people shit and he said and he said that line where he's like this is wrong this (laughs) is wrong (laughs) this is wrong sir (laughs) or like at the end when it's like the two ships like one of them presses the button and they all shit on the other (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's that one like fucking sweaty guy who's like we should all do it there are a bunch of convicts and stuff they can all shit like, themselves but they they haven't made us shit ourselves either you know like, yeah. that one big convict like i'm gonna do what you should have done 20 minutes yeah. ago yeah. i'm not gonna make them shit themselves <laughs> <laughs> A better movie, inarguably, <laughs> if the sure. Joker is is using the brown note and Batman. Yeah. <laughs> if everybody's using the brown note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hero they deserve, dude. But yeah, we should. There should be some sort of a non-proliferation treaty on <laughs> uh, on the brown note. Am I right? You're exactly right. We've gone full circle. <laughs> <laughs> A, p- a popular non-proliferation treaty. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's not that good. It's pretty good. It's shit. I so the atom shit. bomb, the Browns raise. The atom bomb had the Manhattan Project. What would the Brown notes be? <laughs> the atom bomb project. <laughs> Adam Brown. <laughs> the porcelain. Manhattan <laughs> the Cleveland Project. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a better place to 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 base this. Uh, we could do a test drive at a Browns game where we play the Browns. <laughs> Brown note. We play in the Brown locker room and they all shit and we sit there and we look at each other and we're like, we have become death. (laughs) We have become death destroyer of world. We have become brown destroyer of underwear. Sphincters. Yeah. Um, I was going to make some joke about like a large proportion of Browns fans really not being bothered because they're like wearing diapers anyway <laughs> you know because they're drinking themselves and infancy essentially yeah non-potty train yeah what would you call that uh, uh-huh. like someone who's not housebroken yeah like you crow yeah uh, yeah i mean you're famously not potty trained. No, yeah, I, I was just thinking like it's more of a privilege to be able to live your life in Depends. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it definitely I, would be convenient. I, I just don't like the idea of like I could never, even if, you know, like physically because of wearing a diaper, like I could just kind of go to the bathroom mm-hmm. somewhere. I could never just like be in the grocery store and like 
uh, be pissing piss <laughs> or like a road trip think about a road trip be perfect yeah it would be perfect Shouldn't i don't know I, the whole idea is upsetting to me yeah yeah but uh yeah i could i would enjoy it at the very least like i can shit i can sit and be you know happy as a pig in his own shit you know <laughs> like in a diaper man that's exactly right um well let's let's get down to brass tacks after all this talk about brown tacks yeah um so we uh what we wanted to talk about we've teased it a little bit over the course of the last uh, 10 episodes or so uh for this uh, 50th episode this milestone uh mainly just want to think of what's a good good old story we can get a a bunch of bunch of folks on you know Oof. and uh one that always jumped to mind just because there's a whole i don't know number of things that went along with it was uh all of ours and some other interesting characters uh high school excursion to model united nations the montana high school <laughs> model united nations in beautiful missoula montana in like it's not like 2013 do you think yeah, yeah i was? think that's, yeah. that sounds right yeah 2013 obama's second term uh neoliberalism's heyday the future looks so bright uh a lot of politically active young uh young young lib kids in montana and also some like weird uh rural uh conservative kids and the ever reliable uh libertarian freaks um joined in the mock congress there was like a shit ton of kids. I don't know where, I don't remember where like a good place to start necessarily is in recounting this. Other than just like, I feel like it was a pretty random thing that we all just kind of like decided to do. I feel like we were pulled like off the street. Yeah, like yeah. very, very I feel like fly my memory by of night. It is just being sort of like, they don't have anyone, should we do it? yeah <laughs> like we could just like tomorrow yeah because we knew the teacher who kind of ran it and i think he said in front of class or something like i got no one so anyone who wants to go and i think mainly what appealed to us was just like kind of it would be kind of fun to bail on school and bullshit around doing this for a couple of days you know and yeah. get like a trip out of it that was what i was thinking yeah yeah, for sure. Well, there's also yeah, I mean, it was it was a trip to Missoula, like yeah. And I think they also kind of sweetened the deal with like we've got USA this year because yeah. school would get various allotments of uh, countries to be, and so they were yeah. like it was like a big deal, it's like we got USA, the the best, the best you can be, number um, one baby. And so we had to like do some sort of application test thing or something right where we you had to write a paper but it was like one page yeah <laughs> like a one page paper about a current event yeah well and about essentially I, I don't know about you guys but i remember finding that out like the day that we were leaving for this thing so we had to write <laughs> did this, you like, write it on pen and, of... like pen and paper i totally did yeah um and 
like really rushed and made a bunch of shit up as I handed it in and was really confused as to what it was about because it was it was like an abstract of what country you were going to be representing right what did you pick again I didn't it was chosen for me I don't recall picking it but I, I had fucking um uh Myanmar mm. um, yeah wow in the news today yeah let's let's, yeah. let's go through let's go through countries to start yeah that's a good let's idea set the stage yeah so yeah, you so were, were you were I think I think we prefer to call it Burma here, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with Burma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, yeah, there was a a number of different assemblies, I think. So we had a limited number of nations, and they were in like different assemblies. So there was like a Security Council, and then like a first, a second, and I think even third assembly which is crazy to think about and we had the same kind of nations i think just in each yeah one yeah um yeah so krill you were in like the second or third assembly i think uh yeah i was i was in like just the, the it felt like the island of misfit toys dude like the <laughs> room that i was in it was like totally the remedial general assembly you know <laughs> uh, um but yeah, yeah, I think it was like the third general assembly. So we we were we had some liberties, you know. Hell yeah, Pat, you were a USA on the Security Council, right? Yeah. I don't remember why. King of the King of the King of the Hill, you know. Yeah, I mean, numero uno, Mister Big Man on the Security Council. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I feel like that was like. I guess this was a thing that was like important to people and it was like a competition. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess it didn't really make sense to me that they gave me an, imp an important role in it considering I had, had never done anything <laughs> like remotely close to this before. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know, kind of openly disdainful of the, the whole thing, <laughs> but I guess that kind of turned out to be what they were looking for because yeah, what I was, I guess, supposed to do was mirror the U.S.'s presence at the U actual UN, right. and I managed to do that successfully by <laughs> being just contemptuous. Yeah, by basically doing what George Costanza would have done. And <laughs> I, uh, I felt, I feel the same way. I, I represented America in the in the first assembly, you know, so not the. Security Council with the first assembly up, which I think Eric and Sean, you were both in 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 with me. Sean, what country were you? I forget. I was Brazil. Right. That's what that's that's right. Which is um, the fifth largest country by land area and the sixth <laughs> most populous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this was before Bolsonaro, so people people love Brazil. Yeah, it's so been the Dilma years pre-impeachment. <laughs> yeah, and the Lula. Yeah. Rip. Um. So that. Um, I mean, that's news to me, but. You were a freaking uh, 
fell with the ball. Eric, I didn't, what? I didn't, I didn't get bogged down in those details when I was at, no, you said, representing them. But I, I, I remember you just uh, really not getting bogged down in any details in any negotiation <laughs> and really just kind of going with the flow for sure. And, and I really, I really enjoyed your negotiating style for sure. Um, Eric, what you want to tell everyone what the nation you were? Yeah, sure. Represent? I was, uh, I was Syria in the early <laughs> beginnings of the civil war that's right and then in the first year or so of the assad you were representing the assad regime that's right uh, when they were kind of uh, persona non grata and uh, no one really wanted to talk to you and uh, a good fr friend of the show uh hans who couldn't make it tonight uh, was also representing the nation of molly uh, which was also going through some sort of strife at the moment so you were both uh ostracized yeah we're essentially exiles <laughs> but, yeah by most of the council yeah which you didn't mind no no we just we didn't really do much of anything to be totally honest i showed up in jeans yeah, too, yeah. to this which also <laughs> added fuel to that fire yeah you were supposed to dress up like in a suit yeah yeah <laughs> you was, I, no I recall away. i recall you looking very much like you look right now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty much this on. actually <laughs> The rest of us wore suits. You were, you were sitting in the back playing bike race yep. on your phone out in the open. <laughs> Not doing anything. Um, well, I, yeah, I think it was probably your PSP, right? No, we had a, Hans and I made a land party with our, oh, with our wow. iPhones at the time. Yeah, we had to sit next to the wall with the power outlet because our phones kept dying in the middle of playing bike race. Right. Um, yeah, I think it, a shared theme for all of us was that we showed up basically uh, uh, unprepared and kind of making it all up as we went along, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, just like just not knowing what was like, playing it by ear <laughs> yeah just like not even playing it by ear for me because i didn't really like know what this thing was like yeah it was never really explained to us yeah i just kind of was like they were just kind of like talking to me about it and i was like i'm gonna just not do any of this <laughs> like they were like because they were like you know you got to write these amendments and, and it's like you know it go write these comments on these other ones and then like but and i was like i'm just gonna not do anything and then vote no on everything <laughs> and i guess you know that's what they that's wanted. wanted yeah well the thing that um, was I mean, pitched to before... us too the thing that was pitched to us was like only the the benefits of the, the thing right yeah not like the obligation we got the school we got school off we got to stay in a yeah, hotel we're, yeah it was like <laughs> you and a bunch of your friends and some other weirdos are gonna bus out to missoula stay in a hotel and fuck around for a weekend and also do this model un which like what appealed to us about that was what we did end up making of the opportunity was like that sounds like a fun kind of like role playing for with us to just kind of i don't know do fuck around in whatever kind of goofy way we thought was funny when we were uh a very uncool high school kids <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. It seemed very like <laughs> fertile ground for us, you know, to kind of have some shenanigans um, go off. And I think we had so, also like heard about uh, our like older siblings, you know, a number of us who were friends had like gone and had gotten under some hijinks. And so we were like, oh, we should go do the same. I, I, I just remember that. I remember being told like this is gonna look great on like resumes and college applications. I don't. Even, like, I, 
I, I don't even if I even that. put it on a college application. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, you didn't? No, I didn't. Nor did I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. How could I? I was yeah, Syria. No one talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Represented yeah, Syria right at the Model United Nations. Just right, you know, Model United Nations. So, but yeah, I don't think I did, but. Going into it, I remember we had a few, like, sessions on parliamentary procedure with the English teachers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where we kind of like laid the framework, but other than that, we didn't really know much. But what? And we had to write what, a, like what? a position paper. Yeah. Or I not, definitely like, didn't do case, this, but but we did it like the night before at the hotel. Like where yeah. I remember, we yeah. were all like just kind of getting fucked up on no substances at all, but just on like the energy of being a teenagers all yeah. together in a hotel and like uh, writing a bunch of like absurdly. Uh, low effort uh, position papers to minimum qualify for like the next day's assembly. Yeah. If well, I, I think correctly. Like, like, we like stayed at the Double at... Tree. Very yeah. nice hotel. Yeah, the big nice time. hotel. That's where, that's where, um, what's the steakhouse called? Finn and Porter. Yeah. We all Finn treated Porter, ourselves yeah. to yeah, a big Finn nice and Porter stuff. meal. Bunch yeah. of like 17 year olds fucking getting fish or whatever out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember that being like the first school trip i had taken since i had a job and like had my own money to spend on like whatever food i wanted you know a little bit of walking around money yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so i was yeah. tre- treating myself right and left and oh, the albertsons boy. was like right down the road oh yeah, yeah. Like so a we, did, or two. we did the classic bus trip stop of like yeah go Okay, kids, go to that Albertsons and get stuff. Yeah, or go to Qdoba. You, you either got Qdoba or Albertsons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is a good, good, uh, a good part of the uh, of the whole weekend was uh, something kind of born out of that Albertsons trip <laughs> because uh, I don't. I don't really remember what I got there, but I imagine it was just like a lot of like junk food and candy, you know, like. chips and soda and stuff normie shit yeah (laughs) i think we all mostly got normie shit yeah Yeah. connor did not though (laughs) what did you get crow what like well do you remember like what your thought process was like walking into this missoula albertson's wide-eyed I do. I a do. world of possibilities in front of you. What guided your decision making? Yeah. So initially, I believe I went in with the plan of just buying some like shitty grocery store sushi uh, to feast on. Yeah, I think you're talking about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was like, because it, it felt like I was hitting the. Where else city. but Montana to go for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah, thinking, yeah, I'm hitting the big city. I've got this money in my pocket. I can get whatever I want. Um, Walking around money. Yeah. And I took a look at some of the grocery store sushi, and I'm looking at like 11, 12 bucks for, you know, just one roll of sushi. Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, what, what's going to be more cost effective here? Like, should I get sushi or should I get the thing from sushi that I like? Um, which, You're like, let's just cut out the middle, man. Exactly. I don't. I don't need the whole. 
highfalutin. Um, I don't want know. the presentation. I don't want the accoutrement. Just give me the central part that I like and give me a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Which ended up being crab with a K. So uh, what do you mean by that? So it's it's the crab they use for like California rolls and stuff like that. It's imitation crab made with um, God knows what, like pressed into crab uh, looking meat. But it's all kinds of like fish. Did they have real crab or was that the only crab option? No, they had real crab, but... Um, I don't think I was I was prepared to spend that much on crab, so I went for (laughs) the kind of the working man's crab, (laughs) Uh, uh, fake crab essentially. Fake crab is is what I'm saying, and I must have gotten like four pounds of it or something frozen. Uh, which was a mistake. A perfectly natural thing to get to snack on for a weekend in a hotel room is a pound of imitation crap. Four pounds. Four pounds for a 17-year-old. Yeah. Um, I don't know what was going through my mind because it was a frozen solid brick. Yeah, you had to defrost it in the hotel. Yeah, exactly. That, that was the issue that I didn't really think about um was that this place that i would be sleeping would um sort of be like uh full of crab fumes um but i in the end decided to kind of look past that uh, because it kept me nourished (laughs) so yeah you brought the crab and pat you were you were uh you were bunking with crow yeah, <laughs> we can have it. How, what's your memory of the crab? How did you encounter the fake crab? Well, I didn't know that fake crab existed. I didn't know that this was a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, me either. I don't think I. I just thought that there was just you know crab. But um, Connor and I, Crow and I were uh rooming together for this model un thing we were staying in the same hotel room but for some reason we got separated i guess whenever this grocery store was for some reason i feel like i went to five guys in missoula instead oh of yeah that's right across the street yeah, yeah we definitely um, did go yeah i think and i so probably went to five guys too. i think i went to five guys any and, opportunity and crow swooped off to go on his filthy errand but <laughs> And then, I don't, I don't know. So I, you know, he he went to Albertsons. He made it back to our room before I did. And if my memory serves, just like posted up in bed in his underwear with this like thawed bag of imitation crab, just like open on his chest. Just like, How was it cooked? Like, How are you eating snacking it? on it like it's popcorn? Just like sticking his hand in the bag and throwing it into his mouth like it's like a tub full of cheese puffs or something. Um, but anyway, so he was in there doing that and I, you know, walking back up to the room for whatever reason, I don't remember. But all I remember is just like, walking into the room and just like it was like so like i walked into the room and someone just stuck their fingers right up my nose it was like how strong this like i walked into the room and was like immediately like my eyes were wet and i had to like i was like what it like what is that just like totally 
but like baffled just like i could i had no idea what was going on or what i just like and i just had we thank god that there were balconies in this hotel because i could just like made a straight run for the balcony and just like from the balcony i like was like you know like hiding behind the door and i would like slide it back open a bit it was like connor what the fuck is that like i thought there was like a gas leak in the room or something because this is like i i have had a california roll in my life i am positive that what connor was eating was not what was in that california roll because this smelled like nothing i can it did not smell like crab. It didn't really smell like seafood. It, <laughs> it was just like the most caustic, offensive, <laughs> like coat the back of your throat odor oh, I've yeah. ever experienced in my life. And he just kept trying. He was just like, it's crab. Like, it's crab. And I was like, that can't be crab. <laughs> crab. That can't be crab. And he's like, it's fake crab. Like, it's fake. And I just didn't know what that was. And I was just like... <laughs> I can't stay here. Like, I can't sleep in this room if it's going to smell like this. I, I remember what so I did. Much I of it. Oh, God. I, I must have eaten at least, like, two pounds. That's uh, crazy. Setting. Was Just... it cooked? Like, was it, did you eat it raw? Like, so I think it's cooked before they freeze it. Um, so think? it was just like, just cold. Let's, <laughs> I hope. I you're, know just, that... you're so fucked up. You're just eating cold thawing frozen crab yeah well not crab did you dip it in anything <laughs> or are you just eating it plain yeah i was just, I was just eating it plain like i had That's a little so fucked up i was gonna splurge on some fish that'll keep me nice and nourished i will say i i paid the price for it the next day during the general assembly i can imagine <laughs> Yeah, those, it was uh, probably fermented. Did you have to make mud? That uh, that fake crab came uh, crawling its way back upstream. Uh, oh God! So, uh, yeah, yeah. I you know I made so much mud, like, <laughs> and, and I know what Pat's saying at this point. Like I recall the odor. Um, oh, it was like <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so you bad. were aware of the odor while eating it? <laughs> I was, and I, I definitely was thinking. I like. Definitely had a moment of clarity at some point where I was like, this doesn't smell quite right because like it's <laughs> completely just like frozen, thawed out, fucking disgusting, cooked fake crab. Um, but the aroma was definitely like yeah, closer to burnt tires than any it was seafood. The, the closest experience in my life that I have that I can compare it to because it was like something about this hotel room was fucked up where it was like if like if there was a gas leak in there you would die instantly this because this was like hermetically <laughs> sealed like you couldn't smell anything yeah. in the hallway and then as soon yeah. as you open the door it was like <laughs> yeah boom yeah. like percussive like <laughs> smack you in the face and the only experience in my life that i think of that is like directly comparable is one time i bought a thing of chocolate milk in a very very crowded cafe and when i was in college or it was like standing room only in this cafe well like like when i bought this thing and so i'm just kind of like nervous and trying to get out there and so i like crack the lid and like just without looking or smelling or thinking just immediately throw back and the thing is like god it's like way past curdled oh god and but i'm in such a public place that i can't like you know yak it or freak out or anything and so i like had to like deal with it and swallow oh, it god. and that experience is the only thing i can think of that compares to the smell of 
Connor's fucking <laughs> imitation crap that <laughs> See, I, and it was just a nightmare. I really gave you the benefit of the doubt there, Connor, because I thought that it had like thawed and you had just been in the room while I was on thawing, so you didn't notice the smell creep. No, that is so fucked up that you could smell it. Sitting there eating it, smelling it. Well, I had to thaw it out in the bathtub. Like it wouldn't fit. In oh the god! Okay, <laughs> I had to thaw it out in the bathtub, and it just so happens that that's where I, I uh, opened it for the first time. And I think there, with like some of the steam from the hot water, just sort of created this um, really deadly vapor that started to escape into the the bedroom. It's like a chemical reaction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. God. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, you're such a fucked up guy. You're the most fucked up guy I've ever met. But no, I, that's you. Ten out of ten would do again. Um, you I, would do it again. You would yeah. get the fake crab again. I felt sustained. I got my omega threes and all that shit. Um, and you know. It, it, you probably Pat, didn't. Pat, you know, it just <laughs> you got like what well, you got what was swept up off the floor of like that like the fish stick factory. Like <laughs> there's still vitamins into in that. a mold. <laughs> yeah, is imitation crab like organic material? Is it tofu? Like what is it made out of? Yes, and I just feel like to be my friend Wait, to share a bedroom the, with me. What is the answer? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was a non-answer. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was the question? Is it What is it made out of? Like is it tofu? Is it made out of other meats? Is it It's made out of other meat, other fish parts. <laughs> um any sort of like lard is in it. Um any sort of lard. <laughs> they they give you the organs. They give you the, the they give you the organs. They give you the eyeballs. You know those are kind of delicacies in other countries. Wait, are we uh, positive that it's fish? Like, could it, it just be like offcuts of like chicken that they say is crab? Yeah, to me flip, it seemed uh, like it was. I think it's it's what's it's white fish. I think just yeah, to me it seemed like it just was the uh, yeah. chicken just the nugget bits. logic where it was just like a bunch of you know like sweepings and and mm. an awful ground up. And yeah, sure. And sure. Into, like, a into a crab shape, yeah. Bunch yeah. of fins, ground exactly. up fins. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The delicacies, uh, <laughs> like the, the best parts of fish, are put into the fake crab. But you know, I, <clears throat> yeah, I felt sustained, and though it came out of me in a violent way, I, I would do it again. You would, even knowing how it would come back out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, I, but I, 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 I only I remember think... encountering it. No, go ahead. I only remember encountering it uh, as you guys were like airing your room out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had the like door open to the deck and we we're like holding open the. I seem to recall too that like someone had, um, I don't know if it was one of us or someone that was just in our room, someone had like smoked a backwoods or two on our balcony. And so that those, sounds right. Yeah. Those fumes were like coming into our room and like merging with the imitation crab scent. And I think that really is what nothing like smoking was... cheap cigars and eating fake crab. Yeah. yeah. It was a chill night, you know, just kicking back. Just yeah, just a <laughs> kickback for sure. Uh, but I do remember it being like a yeah, it was to me it was like the combination of like see a real intense seafood smell and like a 
spoiled milk smell. It yeah, was something, really bad. something was wrong with it for sure. <laughs> for the 100 episode, you guys should do a uh, a live remake. Yeah, you record it live. You get the same hotel again. room. Yeah. We, we D thought in the to- in the tub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We'll do that. We can do that. Um, I'm here for it. You also have to include the next day when you make. Yeah, that. yeah, it'll span twenty four hours. Dude, yeah, talk about the brown note. Some imitation crab, man. <laughs> that is that is a weapon. Live stream twenty four hours in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get a hotel. imitation crab. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll get a we'll get a room in the double tree in Missoula. Yeah, the whole like we'll do a live show app. If you set order. this up on like OnlyFans, you know, with like a five ch- charge five dollars a head to like get into this like digital room to watch <laughs> Connor like get naked in a hotel room for twenty four hours and eat crab and like shit. Yes. You'd probably get like a like a crap like a crown prince of Dubai coming in there to like check like I bet <laughs> yeah. there's a really like expensive market for that level of like fucked up stuff it's just that kind image. of depravity yeah yeah it's a sexy people image. will pay a ton of dollars to see we can fly like a, we can fly pro really... out to the uae yeah it's a really specific <laughs> fetish, but it's a gold for a bunch of people <laughs> yeah for like a chic like the chic from taken essentially <laughs> it's just like a parody yeah like a racist caricature of <laughs> Someone's just like, yes, eat your fake crap. <laughs> yeah. And then Liam Neeson comes and fucking kills him and saves him. I loved it. It was, you know, this whole trip felt like uh, I had become quite a man. Uh, you know, like I, it felt like I was kind of released on my own as an adult to yeah. some extent on this trip. And uh, you were running wild, half naked, eating fake crab on my hotel bed. Um, That's how you took your first leap into adulthood yep 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 and it's still it's still a ritual you still love to lay in your underwear in your bed and eat fake crab Mm -hmm. you still thawing out food in your bathtub (laughs) (laughs) there's no better way to mass thaw food man dude there's gotta be (laughs) to be fair i did be i thought out the turkey that we had for thanksgiving here in my bathtub yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i've heard of thawing out a turkey in the bathtub but that's like in a bag you know it's like sealed and you cook it in the oven for like hours and hours after that crow fucking thaw this out in the bathtub to like halfway he probably plucked it out of that hotel bath water and then without washing his hands just ripped it open (laughs) yeah yes you're so right that's probably exactly what he did yeah what's wrong with that you know he was breaking (laughs) off chunks that still had ice crystals in them (laughs) the crunchy ones you're crazy but uh you know eventually we did uh recover from that and have ourselves a nice meal at Finn and Porter and uh, then we uh you know wrote up some bullshit uh you know mission statements for our respective countries because our each assembly had like a different series of issues you know that we were tackling and we I think we had to write like you know some kind of handful of paragraphs about that in anticipation of the first day and then armed with 
that very minimal amount of preparation and nothing else, we uh, sauntered our way uh, into the uh, University of Montana University Center for a beautiful day of fake uh, parliamentary procedure. Um, I do, I do remember that like first day we just randomly walked in uh, to the UC and happened to run into uh, the other, you know, final head of the Hooks Hydra, Brendan, who was going to college there at the time, who was just sitting there minding his own business, and then we all fucking strolled in there yeah. in suits, ready to mock, negotiate some global but mostly issues. Just, but mostly just mock. Mostly just mock. I remember we were tremendously excited to find out that there was like a pizza hut and like a game room with pool tables in there. Oh, yeah. And we spent some time in there, some leisure time in there. Um, but mainly we were up on the third floor in the various conference rooms, making deals, you know, making backhand deals, deciding the fate, the fake fate. Uh, of, the, of the global community. Does anyone <laughs> remember funny. like what the issues we were supposed to be dealing with were? I have no recollection. I, there was a human rights I, issue for sure because I got publicly chastised. It was something about like yeah, maybe that was it. Seriously, yeah. using chemical weapons. Yeah, it might have even been that. But I think something that's important to understand not only about Model UN but also about any like regional, statewide, extracurricular like fair in, in Montana is that it always in my experience like with with this and doing like deck of shit with Eric or like student government student council we went to state like, student council and there, fucking dude, there's, it's, all, it's always it's always like these kids who come from tiny fucking towns in the middle of nowhere with like a couple of kids in their graduating class who take these really seriously like this is yes. the thing that they do and so the conference is chock full of those people who are really prepared and have been looking forward to this for a long time yeah. and are behaving and are behaving as such. What I learned uh, once I was in college is also that like Hellgate High School in Missoula has like a very sort of competitive model United Nations program. Yeah. Like the bougie hipster kids there take it really seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so, that you know, there was like, this whole world there of people who cared about it that <laughs> we were not anticipating having to deal with and uh, certainly did not like meet them halfway <laughs> maybe yeah, ever throughout the whole process those guys were fucks man crow i mean you so you we kind of had our like crew in the in the first assembly but you were in the second one do you want to talk about the cast of characters that was accompanying you day to day well we had this one that, i mean the main hellgate guy um who ended up being like i don't know winning whatever you remember when we had that like award show at the end yeah um yeah he ended up like winning like the top spot or something real fuck uh type of kid red-haired uh xander something but total bitch really cruel to me because i was myanmar and are you like, talking about chaucer was that his name that was like the the keeper or whatever. Maybe no, I don't know. He, yeah, I. This kid has a very distinct, like shrew like face. Um, but he was there. Uh, 
uh i don't should i just drop names from helena high that were there because there's one in particular <laughs> that stands out that was in my uh, assembly sure and go that, ahead that was hold oh my uh, god i fucking forgot that kid was there yeah dude and he was there in like in a big way as you can expect um and then also two scoops was in mind representing none other than the united states of america was he um, having a blast he was having a blast but he also was like really glued to my hip the entire time because he i think he sensed that i was like a kindred spirit but we were you know <laughs> by every in every sense of the word enemies uh throughout the whole thing because i was myanmar he was like the u.s and it, it he just had no business being there with me but he stuck to me like white on rice uh the whole time and i can't, i was trying to remember like the main resolutions do you remember any of your like main resolutions you were trying to get through i mean we abandoned all pretense pretty quickly and engineered a big drive to uh, just completely veer off topic and we drew up a resolution that the united nations would establish a uh, extraterrestrial uh moon base um for you know like as like priority number one you know like forget the topics at hand we need to like build uh you know an outpost on the moon yeah. um and so we kind of became obsessed with that and like other things that people were talking about i never really understood like the structure of the day i never yeah. really knew what was going on but at some point we latched onto it enough and figured out the process enough that we did drop this our own kind of moon-based resolution and unfortunately we did uh lose sean i think he has to go to bed or something i don't know <laughs> um, but because uh, i wanted to hear about it because sean was like truly in in his uh, element in this environment just kind of being purely antagonistic to people um, <laughs> with just like hilarious results namely this girl who i think was from big sky high school who was uh representing france who was taking it extremely seriously and who Sean uh, just really enjoyed sort of like antagonizing. I would love to have heard more of his. Uh, well, don't you remember? She also like tagged around with Sean like a lot. Like she you, just kind of was like, you, in you the could periphery. yeah, I don't, I, he had some sort of hold over her where like he just kind of was like giving her shit the whole time, but then she would be like, or maybe she, I think maybe the truth of it was that she was really sort of like performatively trying to be like, I'm here to negotiate diplomacy, you know, I'm taking it seriously. So like Sean would give her shit and then she'd be like, Brazil, I need you on board with this, you know, like, let's make a deal. And he would just, I don't know, be like, sign up for the moon bill or I'm not having it. <laughs> and like their relationship became antagonistic enough that like we amended our moon bill that like every nation was invited except for France. Like we specifically <laughs> excluded France. Uh, from our theoretical base uh, because of Sean's antagonism with this with this lady. Don't you remember she carried around like a leather bound like memos uh, oh page? That yeah, was she like, was really prepared. Yeah. Yeah, and it had like legal paper in it that you'd flip open and write notes down on and then yeah. close it up. <clears throat> I showed her to think about where she Jesus. is now and how much more successful she is than I am, but uh we had fun um at that time negotiating uh around this moon bill and 
like there was so, like just so many people in uh, in the assembly, and it was like class where I've learned in hindsight uh, people had only really prepared about like half, you know, prepared enough stuff for like half the time, and so the other half the time they were like, "All right, mingle amongst yourselves and negotiate, do diplomacy," but that just became sort of like chaos unscheduled like we would all just go sit around at a table and maybe do some moonbill stuff but most of the time just like maybe even leave the hall and go to pizza hut or like <clears throat> yeah sit around and play bike race like we did not really utilize all of our time to the best it felt I mean, like a vacation for sure and i mean also it felt like kind of horny to a certain extent like the whole interesting that you say that the whole meet and greet thing that you do before the general assembly have the like <laughs> vibes of like you know a freshman dance or something yeah like. i mean it, oh, it was yeah. it was yeah. definitely like wow there's a bunch of people that like don't know how not cool i am already you know? yeah exactly and i've yeah. got to meet a lot of new people outside of you know my high school yeah yeah exactly and they were mingling you know yeah yeah we're making connections <laughs> yeah <laughs> We were exploring each other's bodies. <laughs> Maybe you were. I, I don't think I did any exploring. Yeah. But that's how mine felt. Maybe that's just because I was, like I said, in the remedial general <laughs> assembly. You know, we were the, it like, was the, a little smuttier, a little yeah. hornier. <laughs> yeah, the rougher, the rougher kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely remember, like, uh, signing up completely unknowingly because because i was usa you know I, there was like this you'd have to kind of like sit at your like table with your like placard or whatever that said united states be like does anyone want to come ask the united states for anything and people would just come up and be like hey you want to co-sign this bill and uh some like some girl who i think was from burkina faso or something was her nation but it was just like hey you want to co-sign this bill america we need your support on this and i was just like yeah yeah sure i'll co-sponsor that bill i support that um and then like we got to you know there was like a few days of it and uh, i remember you know it was sort of this like congress so if you could garner enough support for your initiative you know it could be brought in front of the whole assembly for like a final vote on the final day so that was our goal with our moon bills we were like getting people on board you know co-sponsors and signatories and people who would say they would support it and i you know i remember the word kind of spreading and eventually like a whole squad of like soccer players from hellgate coming up and be like hey you guys like doing the moon bill thing like can we get on board with that and we definitely did get enough signatures and sponsors or whatever to like have it go before a vote only to show up on the last day and freaking get censored by the oh, man no. and they like were like well clearly this we have a limited number of amount of time on the last day and uh they decided our moon bill wasn't worthy of you know completely derailing proceedings for like two hours <laughs> And uh, they, you know, even despite us meeting all the criteria, they freaking scrubbed us from the docket. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. I'm still bitter about it. Yeah. The world is run by the man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we were trying to stick it to the man. Yeah. 
those, yeah, those people who were running that, like those college kids. Oh yeah, I really reflect on that now. Like, what, what, were, you, what, were, what were you doing with your time if you were doing that? Okay, that I actually that's a great. I actually have insight into that because I ended up attending the fine university that we went and did this, um, and I know exactly the types of kids who were doing it. It's like student government kids. Called ASUM, and so it's like all the really annoying involved, like student government want to be a politician uh, kids, you know, who need extracurriculars and stuff. Do it, but they're also like uncool weirdos most of the time, but also definitely not invested in like running that with any kind of effort you know or like uh, intentionality yeah i mean in high like if i was doing it in college i would be like i don't fucking care kids but i also would be like hell yeah let's get this moon bill you know i would support (laughs) some kids like us i like to think i would have not crushed our dreams well don't you remember how like completely out of control it was when we would go into those uh just like negotiate sections. Oh, yeah. And how like impossible it was to get things back on track. Yeah, yeah. It, there was no structure. They, they would just turn us loose. I think there was paper airplanes thrown. No, I think we definitely did some yeah. paper airplane throwing. I think John was throwing a lot of paper airplanes over at the France girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame they never got together, quite frankly. That we know of. <laughs> that we know of. That's true. John's not here to uh, yeah. confirm or deny, so we can only infer that they did have. That it was a torrid little have affair. a tryst at some point. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, best of. Uh, you know, John's always been a sucker for the Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, and he he loves a he loves a confident, you know, mm-hmm. powerful lady. Um, <laughs> He loves a real, uh, a real TCB gal. She certainly <laughs> was one of those. So it's eminently possible. They definitely had a kind of flirtatious. They had a charisma, a, a chemistry. Yeah, there the was spark an electricity was there. in the air whenever they interacted with each other. It's undeniable. Didn't anyone ever make a, you know, like a get a room, you two kind of joke? France and Brazil. <laughs> yeah. No. Maybe. That would have been sick. I don't remember. I certainly man, didn't. Man, I had a much more boring time during most of this than you guys because I was by myself in the security council. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what um, was your experience like? So it was you and four other people, right? Well, it was there was like a um in addition to I guess the five people that are actually on the security council, there were a, a handful of like observer nations. So there was like 14 or so people there um i don't the only thing that i remember of like the actual program of what we were supposed to be doing was this one professor from um came in to like give us this presentation about um how every member of the p5 had committed genocide (laughs) essentially and so it, it was it was sort of just i mean i kind of thought now I kind of appreciate the guy because it was he just sort of came in and was like, international law is a joke. Like, <laughs> you could look at what you, you all did, like, and they're still doing every day and you pretend to be. And I was like, I was kind of like, dude, like, we're not the actual 
<laughs> so like tone it down a notch but um the only other thing like i truly don't remember what was going on the only th- i remember one time they had this like they did this thing where they're like oh my gosh we are gonna have to pause because we just got some like breaking new, like some urgent news oh yeah yeah, to yeah discuss and they gave us this like little sheet of paper that was like north korea is is like launching rockets or something like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. and so we had to like drop dramatically switch course and start dealing with that um, but the only other thing i remember is that i can't remember if, if uh tal credway was involved with this but for some reason i remember him in my memory been there. there but someone in some other assembly whichever other part that some of you guys were in kept trying to like send me because one of the things that these poor college students well not poor because they chose to do this probably but these lame ass college students had to do was like <laughs> run messages between each other oh yeah <laughs> countries right. in different like assemblies or whatever and so like I first in my memory it's Tal Credway, but it could have been someone else. And I were just like talking to each other, not about this, but like just about stuff. Because we, <laughs> because we had they had told us that they were gonna read the messages that we were passing to like make sure we were following the like uh, cheating, I guess, or I don't know what they were doing, but like we just decided to start fucking with them. And so we would like send these messages to each other that were just like, you know, what's up or like what's going on or whatever. <laughs> I and gotta take Cal, a shit. And then like Cal sent me some stuff that like had like, it was like, do this. Like, and he put would, like put $2 bills in the hold it up thing. And it would be like, vote no. Like, or like declare war on <laughs> just like stuff like that. And, <laughs> Because then I would like see one of these college students like come in and like whisper in the ear of the other one, and they would like take this thing out of their pocket and like look at it, and they would like whisper again, <laughs> and then they'd like go back and throw it away, and like, and then they'd like come over to me and be like, uh, "Someone was trying to send you something, but it was against the rules, so we can't give it to you." Or something like. That. <laughs> Did they um, keep the money? Well, I don't know if he. I think he might have, but I. I remember the money because like I like the guy who'd come in and whisper in the and I remember seeing him take the thing out of his pocket and like unfold it and like find the money and like hold it up and like <laughs> shake his head. <laughs> and then I was like, oh god damn it. They're they're not being good sports about this. That's yeah, uh, bribery and model, you know, the name will not be tolerated. <laughs> yeah. Other than that though, it was very boring because it was just me and like not just like the like nerd nerds who are doing this, but like nerds who are like like these are like the ringers of each school. Yeah. Like at Hellgate like, they were it like, was like competitive, yeah. you know, like you had to like beat people out to get the security council. Yeah, seat. and I and I was just like up there just like what? <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. These people had like these big ass they weren't like binders they were like classier than that you know these like big like slabs or like (laughs) ledgers and they had these like forms all ready to go for these like motions or whatever that they were filing and i was like i didn't even bring a pen or paper to this and so everyone's like writing shit down or like taking notes and and they would do the same thing that you guys are talking about they're like doing breakout sessions like i'm not gonna talk to any of these people like (laughs) and i'm so stubborn and like was so stubborn back then that like i would i would just i would just kind of sit there silently like 
they'd be like, okay, negotiate for 15. And I'd just be like, oh, I, don't, I don't have anything. I don't, <laughs> and I don't know, no, you know, and then I just voted no on every single thing at the end of the thing when we voted um, to make sure, because it's like these kids like worked really hard. Like they these just kids just cared them. a lot and they like, they were like, writing these drafts and they were like doing their best and then they would like have to rewrite it or change the parts and like come to this deal and i was just, and because i was the u.s i, was, I could just, i could make sure that every single thing failed and yeah. i was just like you had the power and it went yeah. right to your head it was great <laughs> um but most of the time it was really boring yeah i think that was i, I definitely have the same realization where i was like god we're gonna go fucking all day with this shit yeah like this is like this is long (laughs) like this is a a long couple of days the amount of time i'm having fun in the hotel room you know like (laughs) connor already ruined that a bit with this with the crab (laughs) oh how can you even say that well don't you remember too there was like a big paper that was due from the same teacher who had like recruited us all it was like one of the biggest papers of the year and he had hyped it up like the entire first half of the year and it was due that like the day we got back from that yeah oh yeah i feel like i do remember that too yeah we were working on it in the hotel like in the conference center like the computer desk room you know in the hotel off the hotel lobby yeah yeah the office center as they call it i remember being jammed in there and it it looked like that picture of like the beatles where like john lennon is like passed out on heroin or something and shit you know (laughs) All I don't know what you're I, talking about. Yeah, I don't about. know what you're referring to. Oh, okay. Well, just all jammed in there like sardines, uh, bloodshot eyes staring at screen. Well, don't you remember he was also like checking in to see if people were working on it too? Was, and, yeah. and like the people who were procrastinating, I remember getting like a, like a very much like a, okay, yeah. but like a very much like you should start working on this now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, it was like a 30 page paper or some shit like that like yeah pat you and i were doing we were partners on the paper with two other people and i remember you were like i'm gonna 30 pages on but it was (laughs) at the time it was it was probably like six and yeah i think it was like eight pages or something like that may as well have been 30 yeah yeah Yeah, i remember pat you and i were on one and you were your thing was like you and the other person on our group were gonna draft it and then the other two people were gonna edit it yeah. So if we just never edited it, we, never <laughs> we did just it. completely yeah. turned it right in. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. It looks good. Yeah, just like, yeah. Uh, we, we, we applied the L. Ron Hubbard practice. <laughs> yeah. First draft, last draft, get out the door. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. don't even look it over. Helena's yeah. favorite son. I think uh, Sean did most of our work quite honestly yeah without a doubt i don't he definitely did all the research and got all the evidence i'm i might have typed a few paragraphs out but yeah yeah i remember being in your group and and kind of feeling like i had tom sawyered the situation because i didn't (laughs) i didn't type one word of that (laughs) yeah i did literally the exact same thing for our group i just sat there and was like moral support and arguably a distraction the entire time (laughs) way more harm than good uh my presence (laughs) yeah moral that was it was a jam-packed jam-packed weekend my god it's jam-packed 
yeah stinky weekend famously stinky weekend <laughs> and then we all you know just yeah like, hopped on the bus and drove back home was that one of the bus trips where it was like real sketchy conditions and like the road was snowy and we're all on a school bus kind of sketched out because it was in like january or february yeah i have no recollection of the bus trip mm-hmm. i also have no recollection of who i roomed with in the hotel i think yeah i think we did maybe or maybe I was with Sean. I don't know. I think you and Sean and, and Hans and I. And maybe if Cal was there. I, I don't can't know. remember. Who remembers? <laughs> yeah, I can't we remember. We remember the important stuff, you know. We remember the fake crab. Yeah. I'll never just forget re- the fake crab. <laughs> I got a I got a small bit of a lecture for how I dressed and how I presented myself <laughs> at got this a statewide dinner. event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take the person's criticisms to heart? Or? Not really, because he was wearing pretty close to the exact same thing I was. <laughs> I remember like, I remember oh, thinking buddy. like we look almost the exact same right now. <laughs> People who live in glass houses. Yeah. Dude, the representative from the Netherlands or some shit. That's what you are <laughs> well sick um any burning final thoughts on the model un from anyone uh, it's not worth it no it's not worth it someone yeah. offers you a trip to you know something as alluring as you know weekend in a hotel with your friends when you're in high school there is a shoe that will drop and, you know yeah. sometimes there are two shoes that will drop you know the loads of work and boredom and then also your roommate will eat something horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some sort of foul scent yeah but if it sounds too good to be true it probably is Mm. yeah i attribute it to my ability to resist timeshare deals because it was basically (laughs) the same thing yeah dude i feel like that's like a running theme of things i was asked to do like um extracurricular wise in high school being terrible um falsely advertised (laughs) uh hellish excursions you know (laughs) dare camp and uh model united nations yeah two prime examples part and parcel yeah i definitely had more fun at mun yeah <laughs> that fucking dare camp yeah uh that's for fucking sure no comparison um but sweet man i i think that's probably good you know for that yeah <laughs> for that topic i think we've probably covered that yeah. pretty conclusively as much as our fucking completely degraded memories can recall unfortunately we lost sean a little early but uh you know he's with us always in spirit absolutely you know yeah bless you him. know bless him bless him um pat and eric thanks for joining us oh yeah 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 thanks for coming and making making it an occasion dare i say um we appreciate it excited to see what 50 more episodes are gonna be yeah. the topics <laughs> because we had we touched on the brown note yeah <laughs> yeah what else is there left to talk about you know oh, you got the pearl note the uh... mm, that's a whole other ball game yeah. my friend oh, whole other ball game <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll talk about that all on episode 100. Yeah, yeah, that'll be we one. We should talk about that on the Patreon feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the Patreon. We should to... fucking play it on the Patreon, dude. <laughs> Like Pearl Mint. Yeah, we gotta make that a. We gotta make that a pretty. That would sell. That would that's gotta sell. be a top tier, you know. That's like that's twenty dollar yeah. tier. You pay, you pay ten dollars a month, you get to hear the Pearl Note yeah. once a month. Yeah, only once a month. It's like the dichotomy, you know. It's like um, you, you know, you fear the brown note, but you quest after the Pearl. You, note. Yeah, you lust after it. There, I think. You have the unquenchable, ravenous thirst for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. we've all been there. Yep, we've for all that been pearl note. <laughs> Do you think like the brown note would be really low frequency and the pearl note would be like high pitched? I think it would probably be higher because yeah. it would be making much smaller things than your asshole vibrate. Mm. You know, speak for yourself. <laughs> well i mean i guess what would it, what would it have to yeah would it be like your seminal vesicles or something that you would be resonating it takes would, a lot it takes a lot more i think research to crack the pearl note yeah mm-hmm. it's tough because i think the brown note at least in theory is like we really just need to get that like last sort of like stop gap open you know we just need yeah. to like render that fucking you know paralyzed essentially uh and then it, she'll just fall out mm-hmm. but it's it's a more complicated i think to try to get uh <laughs> or come rather yeah uh up and out of there with just with the frequencies you know that one might really need a scale you know it might have steps yeah, yeah, I feel like that one's gonna last. Yeah. It might longer. be a sequence. It might be know? like a yeah, the pearl melody. Exactly, yeah. the yeah. pearl melody, the brown note it, of the it, pearl melody. It yeah. really opens up the opportunity for like an iTunes like based platform that offers the different ranges and varieties of the pearl. Yeah. <laughs> wow, like there might be some nuance in it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like slow build P note, <laughs> <laughs> anal P note, like it in a rush. <laughs> yeah, P note and brown note combined together. Yeah, <laughs> in intervals. Oh my god! Can you imagine? What if there's like a point? You of can harmony? only listen to it like if you're in a hospital, so they can be dehydrated. What if there's a point of like perfect harmony? You know, like where the dude, that's the note that'll just kill you, and the peanut and the brown note like overlap, and that's like the Saruman avatar state that we were talking about. Yes, like, yes, oh. all all fluids get released yeah. at once. Yeah, we're obsessed with this idea. <laughs> you like have Yo Yo Ma play it for like. You know, an audible audiobook. A specially built cello that yeah, plays well, only we, P and Brown. Yeah, we have yeah, we have him on the brown note, but then like who do we have playing, you know, like the flute or something for the Ron Burgundy? That's literally the only flute player I can think of for the Jeff Rotol guy. Yeah. <laughs> or or you know, it could be like an alto sax or something. You know? I don't know. Yeah. But like yeah, you get Yo Yo Ma and Kenny G. Yeah. yeah yeah kenny g he plays soprano sax so that's even higher yeah and just have them both like 
fucking playing that symphony and everyone in the audience is just like oh <laughs> <laughs> they could do like that like a master class on how to master the brown note and how to <laughs> play that you have to watch it on the toilet yeah. <laughs> Big, or else you know because you're just gonna be shitting so much yeah. yeah oh god to shit and jizz at the same time i love it that's what you're pursuing yep yep that's what you're striving for <laughs> <laughs> well, well sick on that note I think we should call it. I think we should uh, put this fucker to bed. Um, thanks. Yeah, I already thanked you guys. So go fuck yourselves. You're not getting <laughs> another one. Um, Crow, as always, joined uh, join me on this one. Thanks. Thank you for that. Thank you for joining me on these fifty these fifty old episodes. It's been a blast, man. It's been a pleasure. Been a a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. What about side by side with a friend, friend, like, like what Gimli? Yeah, yeah. with a, with a, a poggers guy yeah. like yourself. Yeah, bro. This show is literally dog water, though. Like, <laughs> Costco free sample. Go find your dad. Fuck. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, That's gonna be the name of my next record label. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, Listener, if you're still there, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. All these long apps. Uh, here's to 50 more. Crow, what Hell do you yeah. got to say to the listener? Daddy's here. Uh, don't eat ass quite yet. I Daddy's know it looks scrumptious. I know when they're rose budding right in front of you. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's, it's not that kind of show. But don't, don't dive into it yet. The flower is not ready to be tasted. Okay. Uh, that's gross. It's important. Uh, but uh, I'm going to leave you on the uh, another more rosier note of uh, remember who loves you, baby. Thank mm-hmm. you.